Here's what's coming up on today's show. So don't also set your children up to fail. Don't tell them things like that uh, because this is your retirement and be great if they can get that. But what if that doesn't happen? Worst case scenario. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, hello and welcome back into the Retirement Reality Podcast. Got a good show for you today. We are going to give you a retirement quiz. Let's see how you can do. Can you get an A plus on this retirement quiz? All these questions are super important for retirement planning, and hopefully, you are on the same page as we are going to provide you today on the show. But we'll get answers as always from Mike Coynan, founder and owner at Principal Preservation Services. Mike, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Just got out off the Fourth of July, a long four day weekend for me. And uh, I can't believe summer up here in the Midwest is almost half over, even though it roughly just began here end of June, but kind of 4th of July is kind of our middle ground here for for summer. When you get some time off like that and get four days, a long weekend, do you actually spend all that time away from work or do you actually hop on the computer and, and get a little bit of work done while you're taking a break? I've grown up and I've learned and I don't bring my, my computer home and nice. I don't don't even think about it anymore. And I think that's one thing that's just helped me a lot is you have the right people and the assistance around you. I don't get bothered. They know not to bother me anymore. <laughs> you know, so when I'm I'm gone I enjoy family time and I I have to leave work where it's at and that's just at work. Yeah, it's so important to have that separation, but it can be difficult to do, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm glad you're able to do so. Well, hopefully everybody had a good holiday and enjoying the summer. We got a good show for you today, as I mentioned. You know, you might not like the words pop quiz so much. It might bring you back to those uh, early school days and, and not being prepared for what the teacher had for you. But we want to put your retirement planning preparedness mm-hmm. under the microscope. We got five critical questions, which you need to know the answers to. So we're going to see how you do. So sharpen those pencils. We're going to go through each one of these today and let Mike explain them for us. Again, we'll put everything up on principalpreservationservices.com. If you ever have any questions about what we discuss or want to get your plan started, you can always call Mike over at 855 987 8888. All right, question number one. Here we go. At what age should people start saving for retirement? It's a multiple choice, so I'm going to make it a little bit easier for you. A <laughs> is when you begin working, okay. B, after you buy your first home, or C, when you have all your debts paid off. Well, that's an easy one. Uh, definitely A, when you begin working, is when you should uh, be saving for retirement. I always say your first day of work should be your uh, planning for your last day of work. And that's when you, you get that ability to open up your 401k or, or whenever they make that available, whether it's your first day or if it's 90 days or 60 day, you know, six months, whatever that might be. Start funding your retirement immediately and don't wait. Um, you're just, you know, if you're waiting to buy the house, you're waiting to pay off debt, uh, you're putting the stipulations in place. It should be, you should be doing all of those things at the same time. Uh, you know, saving an emergency fund, paying off debt, and saving for retirement at the same time is what you should be focusing on. But definitely, right off the bat, put money aside. And then every time you get a raise, keep increasing that percentage into your retirement fund. So you eventually get to a maxed out and you won't even see the difference. You get a little bit of the raise on your paycheck, you put some more money into your retirement, and uh, it's going to be a lot easier than just trying to feel like you're you're living off of these extremes. Pay off your debt. Okay, now I got to focus on, I'm behind on my eight ball on retirement. Now I have to put so much money aside for retirement. 
Uh, you shouldn't think that way. Do it all at once. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's it's not you don't have to pick one of these things, right? You can do all these things at the same time, but it might be in small percentages. You might just be saving mm-hmm. a little bit for retirement, but doing each of these can be okay. Yeah, and at least start off with the match. Whatever that match is that your employer is giving you, whether it's 3%, 4 or 5 do at least that and then build on that. All right, question two. We know that everybody's income needs in retirement are going to be different, but mm-hmm. which of these is the best estimate of how much income you're going to need in retirement? Is it A, 50% of your current income? B, 85% of your current income, C, 100% of your current income, or D, none of the above? Yeah, I think majority of the people that I see here, um, they don't need 100%. I mean, that's a lot because if you're making a, a nice six-figure income or <laughs> um, and then your spouse is working too and you're, maybe you both have six-figure incomes, that's not realistic in retirement. And either is 50% because that's a huge drop in your, you know, you know, way of living, um, your retirement lifestyle. So I would f- feel that most people kind of fit, the majority of the retirees that I work with, 85 would be the answer B, that you're going to need majority of your take-home pay. Uh, but you also have to, when we do that, people say, that's a, you know, I, I think I need all of it, or is that too much or too little? But you know, when you, you're not funding your retirement anymore. You have to take that out. If some people have been maxing out their 401ks or they've been funding their IRAs as well, um, you don't, you take that out of the equation, and then you depend on what state you're in. Depends on how much of your Social Security will be taxed or not taxed at all. So when we look at it, you can be be pretty close to that 85 percent of your income for a lot of people. Interesting. I, I know that nobody can kind of go off of that. You got to actually sit down and, and run the numbers to see what you're going to need, right? But kind of a yeah. good starting point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I've seen some people who are actually getting just the same take-home pay in retirement as they were working. So I've seen that before. Doesn't mean they needed all that, but they're getting the same. And some people can live off of half of what they've been making. But that's a big adjustment as well. But I would figure the majority of people are in that B answer. Okay, very good. All right, those are our first two questions here on our retirement planning quiz. Question number three, which of these do you find the retirees fear the most? Is it A, not leaving enough to the kids, B, running out of money, or C, needing nursing home care? Definitely uh, B, running out of money. That's a big fear. You, know, you want to make sure you have enough money while you're living, and you don't want to be a burden to your kids. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing. One of the top two fears for retirees are, is that right there, not running out of money. You don't want to be a burden to your, your children at all. Um, I would say second on that would be nursing home care. And you wouldn't believe all the clients could care less if their kids get any money at all. <laughs> so, I mean, some do, but yeah. some are like, you know, geez, if they get they get something, that's that's more than I expected them. Or a lot of times they say, my kids are doing better than I am. Why do they need anything? So, but definitely running out of money. And that's the whole part of making sure you're doing planning. So you do not run out of money. You know, right before this uh, podcast here, Ben, we had a retirement planning meeting with a couple of the advisors here. We're just going through files and just going through to make sure, you know, what make sure it was inputted correctly, but also looking at when are they expected to run out of money. This is um, preparing for my first meeting with them just to make sure that uh, things are inputted correctly so I can give them some, you know, start giving them some recommendations on how to extend the life of their money. And that's a big thing for most people. Yeah, I was going to say that that A, I mean, it's it's always a goal and obviously a great place to be, but it's not going to ruin your retirement if you don't leave mm-hmm. enough money to your kids. But running out of money or that nursing home care expense really could. Yeah, and I've, I've actually had a 
an experience with, I remember doing a seminar here a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, and a lady came up to me and unfortunately her mom told, told her daughter, don't worry about um, planning for retirement because you're gonna get so much money you won't be able to spend it in your lifetime. Well, so you know what the daughter did? She didn't, she didn't save anything for retirement and what happened to the mom? She went to the nursing home. Hmm. And unfortunately, I think at the time, she was already there for nine years and there was no more money left. <laughs> Mm. Because by the time you're uh, paying the nursing home, and then she became, she didn't have the proper documents. She had a um, attorney handling her estate and uh, a bank, you know, as well. Um, they had to pay themselves as well. So there was nothing left, and now she had nothing safe for retirement. So don't also set your children up to fail. Don't tell them things like that uh, because this is your retirement. And it'd be great if they can get that, but what if that doesn't happen? Worst case scenario. Gotcha. All right, here's question number four on our retirement planning quiz. Which of these examples best represents a diversified retirement plan? Is it A, a mix of 60% stocks and 40% bonds? B, three rental homes in different neighborhoods along with a significant amount of cash in the bank? C, 10 to 12 mutual funds? Or D, none of the above? Yeah, um, I have a fault kind of with all of those in a sense I, i'm going to go with d none of the above okay um you know we look at 60 40 blend you know what's the issues right now with bonds i mean if you look at a lot of people's bonds are down eight to twelve percent in the last 12 months as interest rates are rising um it, uh, bonds are losing values so we're seeing a lot of people suffering with bonds um and you know we're at one time in history where stock market's losing and bonds are losing as well. So I'm not a fan of just that. Um, three rental homes, I think that's great, but you're heavy in real estate or just cash in the bank. And I don't hear much of anything else. Uh, 10 to 12 mutual funds, it's all in the market. And it all depends on what these mutual funds are, and they could be overlapping. And what we set people up here, Ben, is for a, a truly diversified, not being heavily in one area. We want you properly blend, blended between three different buckets, and that's between risk, uh, that's between bank money, and that's between safe, guaranteed retirement uh, income. And we're not talking about bonds because bonds, again, can lose. So we're talking about the three different buckets of money, uh, red, yellow, green buckets. And I don't see any of those here. So I don't agree with, with any of these. I'd give you a D. Yeah, I know that uh, I've learned from you that having a bunch of mutual funds doesn't necessarily mean you're diversified, for sure. Um, and then the rental homes with just cash. Seems like you're pretty loaded up in two different categories. So uh, yeah. D, none of the above. So makes a lot of sense here for this one. All right, number five. Here we go. Final question on our quiz. To make sure you don't run out of money in retirement, only withdraw blank percent from your portfolio every year. Is it A, 1%, B, 4%, C, 6%, or D, find a different strategy altogether? <laughs> <laughs> well, BlackRock as that came, came out a couple of years ago, and they talked about, they used to talk about a five and a half, then they went to five, then they went to four and a half. Uh, I think the last report, they said you should be closer in retirement, three and a half. But hmm. I think four is the closest answer on that. I think you should be able to average a 4% return and just be able to leave your principal um, and hopefully maybe even grow your principal uh, by having a, a moderate to moderately conservative retirement plan. Um, I think B would be the answer on that. So I think that's, that's a, a pretty safe answer on that is a 4% return. Um, and be able to, to not touch your, your principal on your funds. Okay. 
Well, those are your five questions. How did you do? If you have any <laughs> follow-up and want to maybe get a little more clarity from Mike, you can always do so over Principal Preservation Services. You'll find them online, principalpreservationservices.com. Phone number as well is 855-987-8888. All right, we've asked the listeners some questions. Mike, now it's time to throw a couple of your way. Uh, these came in this week for our mailbag. I'm going to start off with Johnny. He says, I have a weird situation. I've been very aggressive about funding my IRAs and 401ks over the years, so I have close to $2 million in those accounts. But I'm only 54 and suddenly find myself needing cash for a major home repair that I didn't expect. I feel poor because I have less than 5000 in the bank because all my money is tied up in retirement accounts. Mm. Should I just take that money out of the IRA and eat the penalty that I'd have to pay for taking it out early? Okay, Johnny, the couple of things. You're 54. Um, there is a rule of 55 in 401ks, so... Um, now I, I assume you're still working. Um, yeah, you definitely want to be, don't want to be taking money out of your IRAs because if you're under 59 and a half, the IRS will give you a 10% penalty. Um, now with your 401ks, since you're still funding it, it's not a, it's not your last employer. So if you're done with work, um, that's one thing they have a rule in a 401k. Once you're retired and it's your last employer you worked for, age 55, you can take withdrawals without a 10% penalty if you're 55. So I don't know if you're done, going to be done with work soon or turning 55 soon. I think the best option here, uh, there's a couple things. You have a, a good size retirement account, a couple million dollars, is um, maybe you, you need to back back off your contributions for a period of time, just do enough to get the company matched, but just get some more cash flow, if that will help. Um, I just don't want you to be paying any penalties. The other option would be um, a 401k loan. Um, you know, that's the, you can do a loan up to $50,000 in a 401k. You're paying yourself interest back. That's better than the option. The other option, I would look at the first option with, before doing the loan is, is cut back on your contributions just to the match. And hopefully that cash flow will help you with these, these repairs. And being it's not a... Um, one of the exempt lists from the IRS, it's not like uh, you lost your job or divorced a, ma- a major life event, cat- anything catastrophic, health reason. Uh, they won't forgive you of that 10% penalty because it's not a catastrophic event in the IRS's eyes. So unfortunately, you'd be paying the penalty. So that's why I don't want you to do that. All right. Thanks for that question, Johnny. How about one from Roland as well? What rate of return should I be getting on my investments these days? I haven't been too pleased with my accounts for the last several months. Boy, uh, rate returns, is, it's all in perspective of what you need and what your comfort level is. Um, you know, everybody wants to get 10, 12% returns, right? But that doesn't happen. I mean, you look at what last year has, uh, you know, 2021, um, you know, the S&P roughly there on 23%. So we see a lot of people were getting 15 to 20 something percent last year, which is great. And then until we see what's happening this year. The key is what is your comfort level? I think what I'm finding is the majority of people in retirement uh, are happy to get uh, being that four to six percent range. Uh, but the key is do an assessment. You can go to my website and there's a uh, a risk assessment on there called Riskalyze. It's at no cost. You can actually take a, a quiz and it'll tell you kind of what your comfort level is for risk, and that'll kind of give you an idea what that rate return would be in that in that category. All right, thank you for that question, Roland. If you have questions for us, we'd welcome you to send them in principalpreservationservices.com. That is the website. You will find a way to connect there and contact uh, us. But you can also get in touch with Mike Mike and his team there. Plus, there's plenty of other resources for you to continue learning more. And also, make sure you check out Mike's 
YouTube channel, Retirement Reality On Demand. Great content there as well. Some short, easy videos to follow along and continue learning more about financial planning. But if you have questions, again, 855-987-8888 is the number. Again, 855-987-8888 is the phone number for Principal Preservation Services. All right, Mike, great stuff as always. I hope you had a good holiday. Everyone listening and look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks, Ben. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.